You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And and, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. the forfeit fatherhood podcast a podcast for fathers by fathers where we talk about the four pillars of fatherhood which are faith family finance and fitness um and i have a a great guest and i actually had the privilege of being on his podcast so i'm excited to uh to have him on to talk a little bit about fatherhood today's guest is drew camp drew how you doing brother i'm good rod thank you so much for having on man it's a pleasure yeah, yeah. So why don't you? Uh, I mean, let's 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 just get going, man. How, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then let's get into this fatherhood journey, man. So let's do so, it, man. Uh, who who is who is Drew Camp? Right? Uh, Drew? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Drew Camp uh, is a father to three. Um, so I've got I've got two girls, six and four. I've got a son that turns one here in two days, actually. Um, so I'm not just on the girl dad train anymore. I've got I've got a son. Um, and then I, uh, I started the company, uh, the Epic Dad Company, uh, or, or just Tedco for short, uh, about two years ago now. Um, and it is a supplement brand uh, that, that helps uh, high-performing dads uh, really just get the best out of fatherhood and be, be, show up the best they can be. Um, but our, our mission is a, a lot more than just to provide awesome supplements, um, although we, we do. We have amazing supplements. Uh, our mission is really to help change the culture um, uh, around fatherhood. And so that, that's what we do. That's kind of how we come to market. Um, and yeah, running the company for about two years now. Um, you know, we've got, we've got a product in the market. It, it, it's pretty awesome. Uh, but again, the, the mission is really just to, to line more on, on, you know, what, what does it mean to be a dad? What does it mean to be a father? How can we be the best father we can be? Because ultimately what that's going to help us do is create societal change and cultural change. Um, by really just focusing on us as individuals being the best dad we can be, um, you know, and that's going to have a broader impact. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I, I got uh, two things from that. So your son's birthday is uh, March 6th? Uh, the 5th. March 5th. 5th. Okay. Mine is March 7th. So. Ah, okay. In, in good company in, then. <laughs> in good company for sure. For sure. Um, what, what kind of, what, what drew you into, into creating one, creating supplements, but then like specifically forefathers, I heard you say that, you know, to societal change, cultural change, us being mm-hmm. the best men, but, but what, what kind of pulled you into that? Cause you definitely could have just made supplements for people who work out and keep it really general, but why, why niche down? Yeah. Dads? Yeah. So, um, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of go back to my, uh, journey, like before I was, a, I was a father. So I was in, in the military, uh, in the army, um, active duty for, for four years. And then I'm, I'm still serving on the national guard side. Um, but on, on a, a deployment to, to Afghanistan, um, the, the transition back home was, was pretty tough to be honest with you, right? Like you're in a wartime environment, um, you know, in combat. Um, and then when you, when you rotate back home and especially when you transition out of the military, uh, you don't really have a clear purpose, right? When you're in the military, your purpose is, is, is very clearly defined, right? Especially in a combat environment. It's just like our mission is to go destroy the enemy, right? And to protect the battle buddies on my left and right. But then when you transition out, uh, it, it's it's a lot of nebulous, right? Like nobody's going to define that for you. Um, and so my, my transition was a challenge for sure. 
Um, and you know, when I had my first daughter, um, that, that purpose kind of came roaring back, uh, right. Of, okay. I, I know what I'm supposed to do now. Um, I, you know, I know that I have my an objective, uh, which is to be the best dad I can be for this little girl. Um, you know, and, and since then we've had two other ones, right. And, and the purpose and, and mission still remains the same. Um, and so that, that's kind of like what, what drove me, um, to, to think about, uh, the, the Epic dad company. Um, and, you know, I, I, so that's kind of the first part, right? The first pillar. And the second one is, is I've always been very entrepreneurial. Um, and I, I had a, a, a business before this, uh, that, that did okay. We, when COVID happened, it kind of shut down some, um, some supply chain and kind of stuff was just out of whack. Right. And so I ended up actually shutting that company down, um, cause it didn't have a clear like problem we were solving. It was just to make money. Um, and so, you know, I obviously knew I wanted to have another business, but I wanted to have a lot more impact around it and like a, an actual purpose and, and, and problem we're trying to solve. And, uh, so the, the two most important things in, in my life is probably my family, right? So, uh, being a good husband, a good spouse, but then also being a good father, uh, and fitness, um, you know, coming from a, a, a collegiate sports background into the military, um, you know, I've kind of carried that my whole life is just like physical fitness, just be a, a big core component of my life. And so I thought, how do I marry those two together? Um, you know, between fitness and fatherhood. Um, and so that, that's how the Epic Dad Company was, was born. Um, and, you know, we, we decided on, on a supplement line, um, really just to help dads get the best out of the activities that they're doing. Um, but then really what we focus on more is how do we, how do we help the dad that, um, you know, maybe he's got a couple kids, uh, you know, he, he feels stressed, he feels overworked, he's out of shape. And then all of a sudden he looks in the mirror and, and just realizes like, crap, man, I'm not like where I want to be, you know, like, I'm maybe I'm not being as intentional with my kids as I want to be. Uh, maybe I'm on the road working all the time. Uh, maybe I've let my physical health kind of go, you know, to the wayside. Like we want to be that brand, um, you know, where that dad raises his hand and says, Hey, I need help on, on this transformation. Like we want to be the go-to brand, like whether or not you buy a supplement from us or not, like we want to help serve that dad. Um, because ultimately when we look at, at the culture, um, and, you know, we've seen poverty rates increase, right? We've seen homelessness increase, crime increase, uh, suicide, depression rates increase, um, you know, and, and it's easy to kind of point the fingers at a lot of different things. Uh, but when you really peel back the onion layers, you start to see there's a lot of common factors. Um, and, and really the one that stands out is a father being, being in the home, um, right? And, and not, not necessarily just being in the home, but being a present and engaged father in the home. It's just going to have such a huge impact on your kid's life, not only as when they're a kid, but when they grow up and they're not a child anymore and they go out in the world on their own. You know, so, uh, numerous studies have shown that that children that have a father in the home that's present engaged are just have a much better path for life, right? And so that's kind of like where we want to to lean in um, and, and help change the culture. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think what you said there is, is really important. Like we've seen some of these things increase. And at the same time, we've seen uh, the the core family unit decrease, right? We've seen divorces increase. We've seen uh, an increase in fatherless homes. Um, and, and that, I don't know, I don't want to say causation, correlation, whatever, however you label it, the two things are happening around the same time. Something's going on, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of, the same thing with me is like, I, I see uh, men and fathers losing a little bit of the grasp that we once had, a little bit of the impact that we once had. Um, and at the same time, we're watching our society kind of 
I don't know, circle the drain a little bit, right? And mm -hmm. so if we can push for men to be better men, right? Whatever title yeah. they have mm -hmm. outside of man, right? Whether it be father, husband, dad, employee, right? If you become a better man, automatically that title is elevated, right? Because it's a better mm -hmm. person wearing that title. And so that was the whole purpose of me getting into this this space uh, is to continue to push that, that thing forward. And, and so that's why I love the brand itself, because like you said, it, the, I work out, people work out like that. So that, it, that naturally makes sense for me. But then also the other things that you're doing with the company, right? Your podcast, uh, your social media, um, things that are helping men find support, uh, mm -hmm. find encouragement, uh, find ways to grow, I think is super, super important. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's you know, and, and we're, we're kind of early on in this journey. Um, you know, we've been around for a little bit, right? But um, I think we're, we're just now have gotten, you know, really good clarity on how we want to show up in the market to help support. Um, and a lot of that has to do with, with things that aren't supplements, right? So it, it's content, um, you know, it's challenges and workout programs and all this stuff, right? And the supplements are really just to help you add fuel to the fire, um, you know, on the, on that journey, right. And kind of get that extra little bit out of it. Um, you know, but ultimately like what we find when, you know, we've had an opportunity to talk to like hundreds of dads now, like through surveys, interviews, you know, podcasts, et cetera. Um, and I think, especially as, as young dads, we, a lot of us fall in this trap of like, we feel like we've got to put every like family above everything. Right. And like, in some instances, that's a, that's a great approach, but what we find is if you're not taking care of yourself first and like making yourself the best version of you, then you're not going to show up for your family the way that you should. And so that looks like, you know, I'm, I'm going to the office and, and working super hard for the family and I get home and I neglect my personal health. Right. And, and I don't work out because I'm too busy, you know, doing stuff for the family, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, like it, I think we, we do it with the best intentions, but the perfect analogy is, you know, when you're on an airplane, and that plane starts to go down, you know, the first thing they say is you need to put your mask on first before you help somebody else out. Right. And so like that, that's our approach is like for you to be the best dad that you've got to be, then you need to be the best person that you can be like individually. Right. And so it's like, it's like taking care of yourself first so that then you, then you can show up for your family and be so much more better, you know, so, so much more approved. Yeah. Let, let's stay with that for a second. I, I, uh, you know, with, with my, my content and, and the podcast, so, you know, I talk about four pillars. Um, you've got four buckets, uh, that, that <laughs> yeah. you talk about, right. And, uh, is, is BRMF. I'll let you, I'll let you tell us what BRMF is, <laughs> yeah. but, but, uh, tell us a little bit about that. I, I, uh, I, I listened to, to that episode a couple of days ago. You've, you've been my, uh, my soundtrack to, to walks and cardios for the last week. So just, Oh, okay. Yeah. Hopefully I haven't um, put you to sleep. <laughs> no, man, no, it's been good stuff. But that, that was one of the things that really stood out. And I was like, Oh man, that's, that's really, really important. And I don't want to steal anything from you. I'll let you tell, talk about it. But, but I really uh, had to take that and go, am I, am I putting things into, into the buckets? Am I, am I checking off those bucket things each day? So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, so, Part of like how we can help, right, is to help you just be the best version of yourself. Um, supplements out, outside of the mix, right? Like we still want to provide amazing supplements. We just want to help you be the best dad you can be. So what we've done is we, we've developed this framework that's, yeah, four, four buckets. And it's really like when you think about your vision for life, you can basically put, them, put everything into like one of these four buckets. Um, and we made it super easy to remember. Uh, it's just uh, BRMF, which is just be real motherfucker. 
right? So really easy to remember. Um, and it's body, <laughs> body relationships, mind, and financials. Um, so, I mean, similar to the, you know, four pillars you have, right? It, it's, it's basically, hey, how can I bucketize my life so that I make sure that I'm, I'm making progress in, in each of those? Um, and so, yeah, we, we do a lot, um, like I said, have content inside our business too. And, and one of the things we, we have is this challenge. It's, it, it's a free challenge. It's called the Epic Dad 7-Day Challenge. Um, and what we do is we help guys kind of, um, you know, open up their mind like to this framework. And then put them through seven challenges that that takes them through this framework, helps them align with their vision within the framework, um, and then really help them on their daily habits that that help towards that framework. <clears throat> um, so yeah, so you know, if if you just break those things down, you know, you can jot down what do I want my vision and life to be like in those four buckets. Um, and then what we do is we we like to break that down into ninety day increments or ninety day chunks. Um, and we say, hey, if this is the ultimate vision that I have, you know, in my life way down the road in these four buckets is what I want life to look like. What can I do in the next 90 days to make progress on that? Right. And so if you break it out into those four buckets, uh, it just helps provide structure around it. And so your, your goals and the habits and things that you're working on are all over the place. Um, it, it's kind of bucketized in that sense. Right. So the perfect example on this is, is always fitness. It's the easiest one to go to. Right. But it's like, Hey, let's say way down the line, right? Like, like my perfect in my perfect life, you know, um, Maybe I have, I, I'm always below 12% body fat at any point in time. I can go run a 5k under whatever, you know, at any point in time I can go deadlift 300 pounds, right? Like that's your, that's what you want life to look like. Um, so you can break that down and, and okay, let's just take the, the, the running one, the 5k one, right. And say, okay, in the next 90 days, what can I do to, to help get myself there? Right. And so from there it's, you know, you break it down to 90 days and then you break it down to the daily habits you have to do. And so, what we do is we break it out into uh, three separate goals. So you have your, your outcome goal, uh, which is like broad into the future, like future casting, right? Like that's the ultimate outcome I want. Uh, but then really where the magic happens is when you break those down into what we call performance goals and process goals. So performance goals are going to be, you know, in the next 90 days, what can you do that's going to have a direct impact on your outcome goal or your vision for life, right? So that's, that's your, your performance goal. And you want that to be tied to a specific metric, right? So for that, that 5K one, you might say the next 90 days, I am going to be able to run a 5K in 27 minutes, right? And that's your performance, right? It's like tied to a metric. Um, but then what, what really where the magic happens when you break that down even further into the process goals, which the process goal is a, a daily action that you're going to take that drives you towards that performance goal that then is going to drive you towards that outcome goal, right? And so that could be, we like to frame these in like simple yes or no's, right? Like it's a checkbox, right? Of like, okay. what can I do today that's going to help me accomplish that performance goal? It's going to help me in my outcome. So it could be today, I need to go out and do hill sprints. And then it's very easy, right? To say, yes, I did that action or no, I didn't do that action, right? And then you hold yourself accountable. And the key is is focusing on those, those process goals, like the daily habits that you do, um, because you stack enough of those together like you're, you're going to reach your outcome, right? It might take you longer than you want to, but like as long as you are doing the things that you know are going to take you towards that goal, you do it consistently, you hold yourself accountable, like you're going to meet that outcome goal. So I kind of went down a rabbit hole there a little bit. No. I just get super pumped about <laughs> about goals and stuff like that, man. <laughs> no, I, I think I think it's, I think think that's really important uh, because we all have some idea in our heads of what we want our life to be, right? Um, and then a lot of times we have that idea, but we have no 
plan to get there. We just are like, mm-hmm. we're just, I'm just going to do this and, and, you know, everything's going to work out or every, you know, fate and all these things. Right. But you definitely have to take action. And it, it, it doesn't always have to be these massive actions. That's great. Right. That's great. When you mm-hmm. take massive action, um, I think you can get things to happen a little bit quicker. Um, but sometimes it's just the small things, right? Like I like to say crumbs make cake, right? At the, at, mm-hmm. We all want to have cake, but if you get enough of those crumbs together, it makes a slice of cake. And so those mm-hmm. days uh, where you're hitting those those process goals, where you're checking that box, yes, it may not be every day, but you string enough of those days along. And, and before you know it, you have that that 27 minute um, 5K, right? Yeah, man, it's just um, the little daily actions that you take, you know? Yeah. And and, it, and that goes beyond. Um, and I know we use fitness because fitness is the easy one, right? Everybody can kind of, we can break fitness down really easily, but it even goes into fatherhood. Like, like I mm. talk about all the time, like I want to be, uh, I want to be a great grandfather, right? I want to live long enough to be a great grandfather. And I want to be able to be sitting in my chair. Cause I, you know, all grandfathers have that one chair that they all sit in and I want to be sitting in that chair and have my grandkids come ask me questions and I'm able to give them wisdom. So a couple of things have to happen. One, I got to live to that point, right? So I got to take care mm-hmm. of my health. I got to take care of my fitness. So I am old. So when I'm old, I'm old enough to have my mind and still be able to talk to them. Um, and then two, I've got to have some wise stuff to say. So I better start reading. I better start putting myself out there. I better start learning, uh, you know, and not just the things that I like, some things outside of that, because uh, if I'm going to say something wise, wouldn't be the wise old owl in my house. Then it's got to, it, it may come from somewhere, anywhere. Right. Um, and then too, I've got to, I got to make sure that I do right by my kids so that they want to bring their, yeah, you know, dad sucks. I don't want to go to dad's house. You know, I want to, <laughs> yeah, I got to make sure that I'm doing right by them. And that just starts today. Like, what can I do today that is going to en- enrich that relationship with them? Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I can start practicing being a wise owl now and start telling them little things like that I've, I've discovered or that I heard or sharing little stuff with them. And so they do go, you know what? Grandpa might really know. And like, you know what? You should call your grandpa. He, he always gave me great (laughs) advice, you know? Um, and so that's one of those things, right? Like it it just as another example or something to build towards, and it could be financial, right? Like we, we, we hear people talk about wanting to make a certain amount per year. Okay, let's break it down. What does that what does that mean per per month, per week, per day? Like yep. some people will break it down per hour. And then you just go attack that. Like do what you can to get to that point. Um, but because I don't think life life happens to you if you allow it to happen to you, but it mostly happens for you, right? And you you have to kind of shift your mindset and go make the things you want to happen happen. And that's mm-hmm. why I really like when I heard you talk about the buckets i was like oh yeah this is this is gold i've got to make sure yeah that i get that. i get yeah. i get jazzed up about that stuff man i um i've always been big on goal setting and things like that and like not that i i'm like you know the guru or anything like that but like i've, I've got some experience in it and it, it it works for me right like if it doesn't work for you that's great if you got another framework and philosophy that's great but this is something that that has helped me a ton it's helped a lot of guys that have come run through some of our our challenges and things like that um you know so yeah if you want more just reach out i'm, I'm glad you know glad to connect on it and um it's just, yeah, I geek out, I geek out kind of man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to make sure we put a, a link to the challenge in the in the, in the show notes, uh, so guys can, uh, you know, click over and and obviously after this they'll be following you and so they'll see you post about it and so they can get into it. Um, but I, I think that's really important. I think we do need to have 
some challenges in order for us to to continue to move forward. And even if it's a if it's a challenge, it's not like a you know I can't pay the bills challenge, right? <laughs> this is a, this is mm -hmm. a different type of challenge. But but even these smaller challenges force us to be more of who we're capable of being. Right? Yeah, I think the only like we, the only way you grow grow is through adversity, right? And through challenge, that's like the only way you're going to grow. And like, we've gotten so comfortable um, in, in this country, right? I mean, like even unless, out, outside of like a few circumstances, right? Of like, hey, you're homeless or something like that, right? It's like, no, like you've got a roof over your head, right? Like you, you, you for the most part, know like where your next meal is coming from. Um, you know, you're not starving. Like you probably got an iPhone, right? Or, or some type of phone. And so it's like, Life is, is not that bad. It's pretty comfortable, like compared to a, a lot of the rest of the, the world. Like it's amazing here. Um, and so I feel like we, we as dads, especially we fall into that, that comfortability uh, often because we're busy, you know, because we're like trying to do this stuff for, for our children and things like that. Like, and we, we don't have those challenges and that adversity in our life. And so we're not growing, right? Like that is the, literally the only way that you can grow is through pressure. And so like, I think we, we've got to be very intentional about what are we putting into our life um you know that is going to challenge us that's going to have a space adversity because that that is going to happen at some point in time right like life might be cushy right now but you never know what's going to happen uh when you walk out the door in the morning right and so like there are going to be challenges and the, the more that you can intentionally place those in front of you and overcome them and build confidence like the, the more prepared you're going to be when those challenges do come up naturally right so i think adding those whether it's a hard workout or you know, cold exposure or whatever the case is, it's like intentionally placing those in your life is going to like nothing but, but benefit you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's something that we, uh, we talk about at, at dinner time, um, is, is, you know, we talk about our day and then I ask my daughters and we go around the table, but like, what was, what was, um, what was your, your favorite part of the day? Like what made you smile? What did you enjoy? Mm -hmm. Um, what, what challenged you? What was the difficult part of the day? Um, and then just something random, like what else, like some other thing, it could be anything. And the reason I always ask them about the thing that challenges them is because if they have a day where they weren't challenged, then I ask them like, did not that, did you really live, but did you push yourself today? Was mm -hmm. there an opportunity where you could have yeah. pushed yourself a little harder or did you coast today? Right. You just kind of yeah. went through the motions and for them, they play sports, they go to school. Like there's, there's a challenge in there somewhere, right? Something mm -hmm. challenged you. Um, and, and okay. So how did you handle that? Right. When, when my daughter the other day, she's like, they're learning something new in math. And she's like, I just didn't I didn't get it at first. I kind of got it now, but I didn't get it at first. I'm like, OK, cool. So how did you handle that? Like, did you ask your teacher questions? Did you is somebody a table mate maybe understood it and you asked them, like, how did you go about overcoming that challenge? Because even that small thing is is setting a precedent to echo later on. Like, are you going to face a challenge and it just be challenged by it and not grow from it? Uh, are you going to advocate for yourself and ask questions? Um, are you are you going to share that you were challenged? And so maybe somebody can help you? Because I think a lot of times, especially as guys, we face challenges and we don't say anything about it. Like we yeah, just, we you know, internalize it. Mm. I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to handle it. Don't worry about it. I got it. Uh, and then we just struggle. <laughs> we just struggle until like either the thing stops happening or we we move on to something else. And that's in relationships. That's as fathers. That's as just career men. Right. You go into your job and something sucks at your job and you just grin and bear your teeth or sorry, you you grit your teeth and, and you just go through it until you retire. And you're like, man, I hated that job. 
you you could have done some things done some things differently at any given point but we don't ask for help when we need it we don't look for resources when we need mm. it and and it's unfortunate but hopefully we can we can kind of let guys know that that's okay right and let guys know that there again there is there are opportunities and resources available for you to learn and grow and be better and that's what we hope to provide you know yeah and i think i mean it's it's so important too like you you mentioned sitting down at dinner every night like i think that is that is so important to do that as a family like that that conversation piece that you have at dinner and to be intentional about dinner like we do the same thing um we ask, you know, hey, what was like, what were the three best things that happened today? Um, you know, is one of them. And then we say, hey, what was the worst thing that happened today? Uh, so, mm -hmm. yes, we talk about that. But then, you know, like, I, I don't know, like, I, I never, like, we had dinner as a family, but like, we never had those type of conversations, right? And I think it's just, it's like instilling that in, in our children early on that like, hey, it's okay to have challenges, like you're going to have challenges, right? And, and kind of have that conversation with them when they're young. Um, and I mean, hopefully, right. My kids are so young, but like, hopefully it's going to translate into adult life, you know, and they can go back to, Hey, conversations at the dinner table with dad, right. was like, Hey, we talked about struggles. We talked about challenges, you know, and, and hopefully be able to provide them some value they can come back to in life. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's it, right? Like that's, that's, that's a part of fatherhood is being able to, to have an impact in that way, to set them up as adults to have emotional intelligence, to understand that they can talk about their feelings, that they can open up and share and feel safe and potentially be vulnerable, but understand that vulnerability isn't a weakness and it's a strength. Um, because I like, I didn't have those dinner conversations. I definitely didn't have those dinner conversations. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, if I was dealing with something, I dealt with it and I just handled it. And, uh, you know, even up until adulthood, I was pretty, pretty much just, you know, I handle whatever's going on. Right. Because my, my mantra was like, it could be worse. Right. I've had worse situations happen. It could be worse than this. I know people who are going through worse. So whatever it is, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to suck it up and deal with it um, until, you know, my wife kind of pushed me out of it. And then when we had my first daughter, I really like, you know, I got to get my emotional intelligence together uh, so that I can be a better father. But uh, she if you were to ask her, she would tell you for the first 10 years of our relationship, I didn't have any emotions. Like I didn't get too high. I didn't get too low. I was right in the middle. I was consistent. If things were bad, I was, I was right. If things were good, I was right. <laughs> and it's just kind mm -hmm. of the way I moved. Um, but now, like I said, because I have, I think it's probably because I have daughters and I live in a house full of women is that I have to, I have to be careful about how I show up. And in order to do that, I need to understand my own situation, my own emotions so that I can better, nurture them as a father and as a man um because honestly i had three emotions i was happy uh i was sad or i was angry um and if something made me sad i got angry right and so i really only had two emotions to share with anybody um uh, and i had to get out of that you know mm. yeah because i think i was i think kids kind of force you to become more, like I said, more of who you're capable of becoming if you allow them, right? Like a lot of mm -hmm. us fight that, right? We want to just, we have our identity, we know who we are and we fight against becoming more. Um, but I think it's necessary. Yeah. And I think too, like, I mean, obviously my entire outlook on life has changed like since I've had children, um, you know, different priorities and, and, and all that stuff. But like, I think one, one big takeaway from having kids is 
like they're looking to you as the example, right? Like you are going to be the example for them as they grow older of like what, what people are capable of, um, you know, what the norms are in life. And so I, I've just become very, very aware of that and try to be very intentional about that in, in the way that I, I approach like conversations with them, but then also like how I'm approaching, how I show up. Um, actually, I just did a podcast on this the other day, um, you know, about like, you know, we, we tell our kids all the time that they can be anything they want to be when they grow up. Right. Like if they're into being an astronaut or something, we say, oh, cool. You can just work as hard as you can to be an astronaut, you know, and and that they ask you, what did you want to be when you grow up? Right. And like you tell them yeah. and then they're like, well, why, why aren't you that? Right. <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah. you know, it's like and then that just hits you. You're like, oh, shit. Well, you know, I, I've, I've settled along the way somewhere. Right. And I think like, you know, hey, there's some cases where like a lot of cases where like what we wanted to be when we're a child, like things change. Right. Like we don't want to be that, you know, anymore. But. But still, there there's probably things that we we want in life and like goals we can go after, but we're just not doing it because we're too busy or you know I've I've, I've got to go to do this other job that I don't want to do or, or whatever uh, or I'm too tired and, and all that stuff. But like your kids are looking to you as the example of like what is Kate what what potential they have in life. And so if if we are telling our kids that they can go be whatever they want to be when we grow up, then we need to be taking that action towards our goals that we want, right, and showing them that like you know, it's okay to like pursue those things. And, and even when you're an adult, like you're still going to be pursuing those things, you know, and like mom and dad have these passions that they're going after. Um, so I just, I think I've, I've become very aware of that too. And, and yeah. letting them kind of get a glimpse, right. Of like, like what I'm working towards, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I saw you, you posted the other day, you had, you had the girls helping you, uh, take some boxes out of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I like uh, involving them a little bit in the business. Um, you know, it's it, uh, to, to a certain capacity, right? Like help them do some fun stuff around the house and everything. And then once they get, you know, a little bit older, I'll probably key them in on, on some more stuff. But they, they help me pack some orders up, you know, every now and then. And, um, you know, when I've got this little, like, notification on our phone, like when we get an order or something, and, like, they'll hear it. And be like, oh, you know, we got an order. We got to go pack it up. And um, it's, it's really cool to, like, to have them kind of be part of it and show, like, hey, we're, you know, th there's expectations, right? If, like, hey, somebody ordered this, like, now – like we need to go, we need to pack it up, you know, we need to like make sure everything's boxed up right and go put it in the mail and, and kind of show them like, you know, some of the, the work that's involved in it is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Honestly, like to, to, to be able to be a part of that. Um, my, my dad and my uncle had a, a, a couple of group homes when I was growing up, they actually just closed down after 30 years, this, just like two months ago, they, they shut down for good. Cause they're both retiring and going to go just be old men now. Um, but, but being able to see them run a business, um, gave me a different outlook on like my own ability to do that. Like I can start a business. Like it, it was possible, like, mm -hmm. uh, and a, and a successful one, not like I'm just running something where I'm just kind of a side hustle. And nothing wrong with side hustles, but like a full blown business. I can be an entrepreneur. I can I can be mm. a respected pillar of the community and have a have this business where people know me by the business name. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and so I I think that it's really cool and it's really important to involve them in in what it is that you're doing as well as as a, as a parent as a father. Um, I think when I was younger, there was kind of like this children stay in children's places and you, you know, you don't mess with adults and adults are doing adult things and you mind your business and, and you know, stay in your lane. Um, but I think there should be a little bit of inclusion, right? Because mm -hmm. again, 
And it's something I say all the time is that we're not just raising children. They're children now, but we're raising adults. Um, And if we don't show them what they're, what's possible for them, we're only telling them like they're at some point they're going to wise up and be like, yo, I can be an astronaut. Really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sure. Like, but, but if that's the case, then either you show them how you pursued your dream or you help them pursue theirs. It's got to be one of the two. Right. Yeah. Um, Let's 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 go back a little bit. Um, your oldest is six, you said. Yep. Yeah, six. She'll okay. she'll be uh, seven seven in April. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So let's let's go back. Uh, you know, six years, seven years. Let's go back seven years. Uh, you know, young young Drew is uh figuring out he's gonna be a dad. Uh, what what was that like? Because we have a lot of young dads that listen, a lot of young dads that are that are you know on the social media and, and about to become fathers or or have just become fathers, and you know we both know how that is. Um, what what was that like for you, dude? Um, so I was in uh, I was working full time uh, for a consulting firm, so I was kind of traveling a little bit, um, super busy, and then on top of that, I decided to go back to school. Um, for my master's. And so like at night I was, you know, going to school. And so I wouldn't get home until like nine o'clock every night, you know, <laughs> um, just like super busy, super stressed out. And uh, I walked through the door um, and uh, I walked in the bedroom. My wife's actually got a video. It's hilarious. So, <laughs> so at my, my corporate job, um, somebody came up to me and was like, Hey Drew, I saw you on TikTok. And I was like, Oh, okay. You saw me on TikTok. I was like, I didn't know I was on TikTok. Um, and, uh, and I guess my, my wife had, had, had a video of like, you know, the, her telling me that, that we were pregnant, that she was pregnant. And, um, anyway, she had it on YouTube. Somebody grabbed it. They put it on some real thing and it like blew up of like the announcement. Right. And, uh, so I, I like, I walk into the bedroom, you know, I'm, I'm super freaking tired. I'm like, Hey baby, what's going on? And then she has about 17, uh, you know, like pregnancy tests, like lined up right there. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, no way. Like, no way. Um, and it, it, I mean, just the most incredible feeling ever, man, of like, you're about to be a dad, but, um, and then the lead up to, to being a dad, um, I don't know, things just don't really feel real, you know, like, like, you know, your, your wife's belly, your spouse's belly is like getting bigger. Right. You know, and like, you're even starting to see kicks and things like that, you know, but it's like, it just doesn't really feel real. Um, but then when you're in the delivery room, man, it gets real, like real fast, <laughs> you know? Um, and, uh, I, I, I actually, so for all three of my kids, I've been like very involved in, in, uh, the birth. Um, so I've, I've thrown on gloves and like gone, gotten in there, get my hands dirty, man. And like, um, with, with all three of them, I was the first one to like, to, to touch them, like as they came into the world, it's just like the coolest thing ever, man, to like catch your child, like receive your child in the world. So that, that, that was really yeah. cool. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, the first year's chaos, you know, um, like you have no idea what you're doing, <laughs> you know, like, like you're, you're up all hours of the night, you know, and if it's your first kid, you're just like scared to death, like everything that happens, like, oh my God, are they breathing? Um, mm-hmm. you know, and like <laughs> for the first year, at least it's just total chaos. Um, you know, and, and each, each kid we've had, like we've had some of that, you know, be the same. Um, I think it gets a little bit easier. Uh, each one, just because you you know what you're doing a little bit, right? Uh, you know, like with the first baby, the you know, the first year, like their first year old party was like crazy. Like we had, 
you know, we probably spent like thousand dollars and all these like crazy, you know, balloons and whatever. And, and the second kid was like down a little bit. Right. And then like the third kid, we're like, we're just going out to dinner, you know, like with our family, like yeah. that's it. You know, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it, it, you kind of start to realize like what the important things are and what's not important, you know, and, um, how much are you doing this for your child and how much are you doing it for you? You know? Um, yeah. but dude, it, it, it's been, it's been a great experience. Um, I think that the first, with the first child, you know, it's just trying to trying to be there and be present as much as you can. Um, and really just be helpful to your spouse. Right. Because the first six months, like you can't do anything as a dad, like you really can't, you know, like, like that child needs its mom and you're kind of just like there. Right. So I think like as, as much as you can support your, 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 your spouse, if you're in that situation, um, you know, and, and doing the dishes, right. Or, or changing, washing bottles and changing diapers and, you know, getting up in the middle of the night to, to put them back down and, and just try to be as helpful as you can. Um, yeah, that, that's been, that's been huge. And it feels, it feels like you're involved, you know, still like, you know, you want to hold, hold the baby and the baby's just like, I just want mom. Like, I want nothing to do with you, dad. Um, yeah. you know, but at least it kind of feels like you're, you're helping out a little bit. Um, but, uh, it's just been incredible, man. Just an awesome journey. Yeah. Yeah. I try to, I, I try to liken it to, uh, that those first three to six months is like, you're, you're the water boy for sure. For the first three months, like, like, yeah, not that we don't need you. Like the team could function without you, <laughs> but like guys would be thirsty, you know? So we need you to go get us some water and, and not yeah. like, not, not hand it to us, but squirt it in our mouth. So we're good. Like, like that thing. And then you kind of graduate to being like a kicker, right? Like, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're like, we could probably go for it on fourth down, but you know, we got you. So go ahead and kick it away. Like you start gaining responsibility, right? And by the time the kids won, like you're, you're a starter now, like you get to come in the game. <laughs> you're not the quarterback yet, you know, but you're, you're, you're a lineman. Like we need you, like things will go wrong. If, and eventually you get to the point where you're a superstar, but, but you gotta, you gotta buy your time, man. It takes some time. Right. You're just kind of like, it's like double dust. You're trying to figure out where you can fit in. Like, oh, uh, okay. All right. No, not yet. All right. I'll change the type. Oh, no, you got it. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, but I think the really cool thing about it is, is that you are, you are needed. And and there's, there you got to feel, you have to, have to understand that as your, as your wife is, or your, your spouse or your girlfriend, whatever your relationship situation is, um, that, that bond is, is natural, right? It's not that you're not important. It's not that the kid doesn't love you or she doesn't love you or, you know, um, but they've been tied together for 10 months. Like it's going to be a natural connection there. Um, that baby honestly doesn't know you. Right. And so now you have an opportunity, getting some skin to skin time, doing those kind of things to, uh, teach them who you are. And if you're, if you're, feeling slighted and you become absent during that time, then it makes it harder for them to get that connection. Right. And so be, be the water boy, get in there, make sure the champ has some water, <laughs> you know, make, make sure, make sure Jersey's tucked in, do, do all those things, you know, but, and, and gradually earn, earn your starting position because you are super important. You are eventually going to be the superstar. You're just a rookie right now. Um, and we got some, we got some players ahead of you. Don't worry though. We're going to bring you up. <laughs> Hey, I got a question for you. Did you, did you, uh, leading up to that first one, did you read any of the baby books? Oh, 
Yes. Um, one of the four pillars of fatherhood is fitness, and it's one that I take very seriously. As you've been listening, you know that I'm a strength and conditioning coach by trade. And so working out is one of the things that I do and I do often. Um, just like you, though, I'm a busy dad, so I have to try to find time <clears throat> to get it in, whether I'm tired or not. And so I typically work out very early in the morning. And uh, when I get up to go get that early morning workout, I uh, crawl out of bed. I, I get my 30 ounces of water. Um, and then I grab my protein shake and I grab <clears throat> some pre from Teco. Um, Teco's pre-workout is the first, the first all natural pre-workout designed for high performing dads with all natural ingredients. It's hundred percent label transparency, which I love. And there's zero proprietary blend. So you know exactly what you're getting and you know exactly what you're putting in your body. Most pre-workouts suck. That's why they made something different with full label transparency because they believe you should know exactly what's going into your body. The Teco pre-workout contains massive doses of creatine, citrulline, BCAAs, and beta alanine to give you the cleanest energy and pump of any pre-workout on the market. That's gonna allow you to crush your workout with zero crash. Teco Pre is the first natural pre-workout designed for high-performing dads with all natural ingredients, 100% label transparency, and zero proprietary blends. That way you know exactly what you're putting into your body, unlike most pre-workouts. Ted Pre is stacked with over 20 grams of real ingredients per serving, including 5 grams of creatine monohydrate to help you recover post-workout and keep those gains you're working for. Chug it down, get to work, and let's lose that dad bod. Okay, so I wanted to I wanted to ask you, you know, in that in that early part, did you um did you read any of the baby books or anything like that? Um, I did. Yeah. So I, I bought a couple. Um, I don't know, like they, they were, they were good. And like, they gave a little bit of a sense as, as to what was coming, you know? Um, and I think we referenced them quite a bit, like after that our child was born. Um, but you know, before, like I said, I, it just, nothing really seems real. It's all just like very abstract. Right. Um, you know, and I think like, not that we, we don't care because we absolutely do as dads, but it's just hard to wrap your mind around it. And until that baby is here and delivered, you know, you're just like, Holy crap. Um, you know, so yeah, I read a couple of them, um, probably a few key takeaways just around like getting ready for the delivery room. You know, like how can I be most helpful in there? Um, you know, what type of stuff to bring, right. Depending on if we're going to be there a couple of days and things like that. Um, but then, uh, but then, yeah, I mean, once, you know, once, once the baby is here, it's really like all hands on deck, um, you know, with, with you and, and, and your spouse or your partner, um, you know, just making sure you're getting stuff done. And like I said, we referenced it a little bit when like, Hey, baby's got a rash or something, you know, we're like, Oh crap, like what's going on? Let's look at the baby book, you know? Um, but I felt like it was, it was mostly reactionary and, and not like for preparation, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes that makes perfect sense. I, I tried. I, uh, you know, my wife gave me one, and I, I had to read it because it was like she was asking me questions. So I read that one. <laughs> you got a quiz like, at the end. <laughs> yeah, I, I cliff notes a few other ones, and then I was like, you know, these these suck. Like they don't. Not that they suck, but like they just didn't really give me the information that I thought I needed going into be like this the biggest thing of my life, right? Being a father mm -hmm. is the biggest thing that I'm ever going to do. This is not preparing me for that test. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> And so then, you know, I, I kind of ditched them and, and that's where I start like reaching out to actual people, uh, you know, guys yeah. that I knew who had kids, uh, you know, older guys, younger guys, anybody I knew that had kids that I felt like was doing a decent job. I was like, yeah, let me uh, 
let me pick your brain. Let's go to coffee. Let's let's go. Uh, you want to go work out? Let's work out together. And in between sets, we talk about talk about the kids, talk about what's what's going on. What should I be expecting? Uh, you know, that kind of thing, which ultimately led to this, led to the podcast is, mm-hmm. you know, doing that enough times and getting like really good conversation out of it. Because, like, guys, we don't we don't we just typically don't like again, like I said, yeah. I, when with my with my gym buddy, we talk about sports, or we talk about yep. how did that set feel, or we talk about you know different things that have nothing to do with with fatherhood. Um, and then all of a sudden, like you ask you ask a dad a question, and it's like a flowing river of like dad stuff coming out. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, bro, why didn't you tell me this stuff anyway? Like you should have been sharing this stuff anyway. Like this is now I understand why you couldn't make it to the gym that week. Like yeah, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have come either. <clears throat> You know, I just thought you were ghost to me, bro. But, you know, you had real reasons. And, and I think we got to have those conversations uh, with each other. And uh, I, don't, I just don't think we do. And so hopefully this podcast yeah, is I, that conversation. Yeah, I haven't, been, I haven't been the best at it either, man. That's why I really appreciate what you're doing, um, you know, with the podcast. It's like you said, we're, you know, us as men and guys, like we internalize stuff, you know, all the time. And, and we don't share, you know, and, and I'm guilty of that just as much as the next guy, you know, especially when it comes to, to kid stuff. You know, um, you know, and and I think my podcast and kind of like getting into this world um, has been a huge help just to to have those conversations of like, oh, crap, man, my kid is like, you know, got this huge attitude, you know, all of a sudden, like, what's going on, you know, and, and just getting different perspectives on what did this dad do? Like, what's really going on with your kid, you know, and, and, and things like that. And just having those conversations is huge. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's invaluable for sure, because uh trying to feel your way through this thing on your own can be detrimental it can be dangerous right um it's always nice to have a tour guide kind of you know like mm-hmm. your situation is going to be different the way your kids different their their life is different than than your your buddies or or somebody you listen to on a podcast but but there are some parallels uh and, I, and that's one thing that i've noticed no matter who i'm speaking to whether it's uh you know somebody that's super successful uh, or somebody who isn't yet or a new dad, old dad, uh, you know, guys that live in America, guys that don't, right? The guys who are, who are overseas, there are still parallels, no matter who you are uh, as a father. There's some things that are just kind of universal or some things that happen for all of us or to all of us um, that, you know, if, if you give me a heads up, right? So I don't have to like, tell me to duck, right? Just give me like, I don't just, just say <laughs> duck. Right? Let me find out yeah. where I need to duck. Just let me know that I'm going to have to duck. So I don't run face first into this wall, you know? Uh, and I think that's, that's, that's been a really cool thing for me. Um, I, I do want to ask you though, I, cause we talk about fatherhood and, and usually we talk about it in, re- in relation to our own personal <laughs> journey from when we become a father. Um, mm-hmm. and, what was what was your what was your relationship with with your dad and and did you reach out to him to ask him dad questions? Yeah, yeah. So uh, my my pops is awesome. Um, so he, he's still around. Um, he's actually helping me coach uh, the softball team this year as the assistant coach. And I don't think I've I've seen him like have this much fun, you know, in in, in years um, of him just rounding up little girls and you know running them through bases and stuff like that. And, and um, yeah, he he just loves being involved in it. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my dad. <clears throat> excuse me, my dad was a super hard worker. Um, so he he owned his own business. Um, yeah, so I, that's kind of where I get the entrepreneurial spirit from, I'm sure. Um, and uh, you know, he worked really hard, right? And so, um, great, great relationship. I think there's there's things that 
that I probably wish he, he would have done differently that, that I would like to do differently with my, my children. And I think ultimately at the end of the day, like us as, as fathers, like we are, we're trying our best. Right. And, and, you know, we should give fathers the benefit of the doubt that like the intention to, to support your kids and like be the best dad you can be is there. Right. It's just, there, there may be things that we just don't know. Right. And so I, I think that that may have been the case, you know, with, with, with my father, um, I think he did an incredible job, um, you know, and, and, and just being there, making sure that, that, um, yeah, that we understood that, that we're loved, uh, we're supported, um, you know, and also kind of pushing us to, uh, you know, to have a drive to go out and, and be successful, I think is, was big too. And just like watching him be successful in his own business and then making sure that I'm, I'm active in sports and in competition, um, and being my biggest fan, you know, on the baseball field, um, you know, was, was, was huge for me. Um, we're, you know, we're still in contact. Like I said, he, he lives about 30 minutes down the road from me. Um, you know, and, and yeah, I've definitely pegged him for, for some advice, uh, for sure, you know, and just saying, Hey, was I this big of a brat when I was six and how did you deal with me? You know? And, and <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's nice to have a sounding board. And I think, you know, if you're lucky enough to, um, to still have your dad around, um, you know, you, you are a, a blessed individual. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think, I think that is, is an invaluable, uh, part of our own fatherhood is, is that relationship prior because it kind of gives us an idea of the type of father we can be either way, whether your father was present or, or not present. Obviously if he's present, it gives you a little better example because you can really draw from some experiences, but even if he wasn't, you kind of have an idea of, okay, I don't want to do that. Right. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to be that type of father. I don't want to do those type of things. Um, but it definitely does. It does ring true into your own fatherhood and kind of gives you uh, a guide. Right. Or, or a reference points, probably the best. Mm -hmm. It gives you some reference <clears throat> points of I kind of remember when I was going through this or, or hey, dad, remember when I was six? I know it was, you know, 34 years ago. But remember when I was six? <laughs> did you how did you handle that? You know, um, and I think that's really cool, man. So congratulations on that. That's dope. Um, yeah. And I, I was just saying, I think too, like nobody's perfect, right? Like I, I'm not the perfect dad. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of things that I do wrong. Right. Um, and again, the, the intention is there for me to, to support my kids and be the best I can be. But ultimately like I, I want my son when he grows up and he's a father, um, you know, I, I want him to do better than I did. Right. And so I think it's that, that continual improvement, you know, if like, how do I take what's best for me or best from me and still add in him and then have him go out and, and do even better, you know? Yeah. 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 Cause I, I think that that's kind of all of our goal is to, to not necessarily make them like us, but to make them better than us. Right. We always kind of want better mm -hmm. for our kids. Even if we had great, we're always looking at like, <clears throat> how can we improve life for them? How can we make life somewhat more comfortable, right? We do definitely want them to learn and have, you know, challenges like we talked about earlier, but like, we don't want them to have to struggle as hard as we struggled at, at certain things, right? Some things we know the struggle is inevitable because struggle is going to teach us the lesson that we need to learn. And so sometimes I let my kids struggle on purpose. I put them in situations yep. where they're like, my youngest daughter is playing up uh, partially because she wants to play with her older sister, but then also she wasn't, she was doing really well at her level. And mm -hmm. so she's kind of not taking it serious. Like, it's yeah, just it's like, like oh, you're comfortable. Let's leave. Yeah, Let's step it up whatever. All right. So if it's too easy for you, okay, you're going to play up this year or you play up this season. And let's see. Yeah. And she's been challenged, to say the least. Mm -hmm. It's been a challenge. 
but she's embracing it and she's taking it on. And then the other part of it, and I said this a little bit earlier, actually, too, is that I'm noticing that my older daughter, um, because she's like my sister's on my team and like I don't want my sister to be the one on the team that sucks is like she's being a little bit more of a leader. And like, hey, mm-hmm. let's go practice. Let's go in the garage and hit a little bit. Let's let's mm-hmm. go play catch outside. And and it's kind of forcing her into a role that she hasn't had because she hasn't had to be the captain of the team or the leader in that in that way. And this mm-hmm. is like her first little taste of leadership. And like, all right, let's go do this or let's do that. Or this is the way you do it. Or, you know, teaching her different things about how her team functions. I'm like, oh, man, this is this is working both ways. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Now let's hope it continues this way because sometimes my youngest is like, yeah, stop telling me what to do. Like, look, I don't <laughs> yeah, get out of here. I don't want to practice right now. Leave me alone. Uh, but, yeah. Second but, kid, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so they, 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 that's probably been the, the most arguing. Cause they're like really, really close. The most arguing they have is, is around practice or doing something extra. She's like, look, I just, I want to watch, I want to watch TV right now. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my oldest is, uh, I think the thing that, that kind of pushed her to start doing it a little more is because they're on the same team. you got sisters on the same team. So, you know, you warm up, let's plug a play catch. Everybody goes to play catch. And uh, my youngest is, she's not the best on the team at catching. Let's say that. Not that she can't catch, she can catch. But my older daughter throws pretty hard and she's like used to throwing the older girl. So she's firing mm-hmm. shots at her. Just <laughs> chucking it in just, there. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, take it easy. Like, you play catch with her every day. You know what she can handle. Don't be showing out for these kids. But she's firing <laughs> it at her. And then she came home after that first practice and she's like, I think we need to play catch more. Cause, cause <laughs> yeah. She's like, I made Reese feel bad because I was throwing the ball too hard. And I was like, or. Or you could just throw the ball a little softer. And she's like, no, because she's going to have to catch hard balls from somebody else. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yep. You're mm-hmm. right. All right. So that's, that's been like a little back and forth. It's like, you, you got to learn how to catch better. I'm like, well, you got to learn how to lead better. That's, that's not the way you do it. <laughs> let me teach you how to, let me teach you how to be a better coach. <laughs> All right, man. So we we've talked we've talked about a lot of things, and obviously this is a, a fatherhood podcast. So uh, I do have a question that I want to ask you that I ask all the time, and, and the answers are always different. And I think that's because it means something different to every every person. But uh, what does what does fatherhood mean to you? Uh, man, that is a um, that's a difficult question uh, for sure because it 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 means a ton. I think. Um, probably difficult to tone it down to like a saying, you know, but, um, I think, uh, I mean, for, for sure, I think our job as as dads and, and what a father is, is really to, to help our children like tap into their limitless potential, I think. Um, because we just like society is built to, to like drag our kids down. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, when, when a child is first born, they, the, like the world is a blank canvas to them and uh, along certain points of their life, like a part of that canvas just gets taken away. Right. And it it happens, um, when they go to school, right. And, and they're kind of forced to conform, right. To sit down, raise your hand, to go to the bathroom, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, kind of authority telling them what they can and can't do. And that gets, gets like pounded in their brain, you know, until Mm -hmm. the time they're 18, um, and then same thing too, right? Like, like 
you know, if we're not being intentional about the way we're showing up as a dad, like we could potentially take some of that canvas away too from them, right? Mm -hmm. If they if they ask us a question and, and we feel like we're too busy to answer or something like that, like that's going to take away a little bit, right? Like they may not come to dad again and ask that question. Um, and so I feel like our, our job as fathers and really what, what the role of the father is, is to help them, <clears throat> help them have that canvas, <clears throat> excuse me, be as blank as possible, right? Of like, you can go out and create whatever you want to. Um, and, and, uh, to kind of be that, um, I guess the, the other half of the equation, right. If, if society mm -hmm. is trying to, to pull them down, it's our job to lift them up. Right. Um, so I, I think that's it. It's just being able to, to, to really understand and support and accept our kids is really like what a, what a father is. Um, and then I think two, selling a more active part of like, what is a father? It's, um, I think, and we kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier, but it's like fatherhood is taking the best pieces of you and, and putting that into your children so they can go out and do even better than, than you did. Um, you know, so like there's, there's a, like a meme that gets shared a bunch on, on social media. I don't know if it's a meme or just a picture, but, um, it just really hits hard with me. It's like a picture of, of a dad and like his son or, or a daughter. Um, and you know, the, it's like a puzzle piece. Right. And so like the dad is actually like taking pieces away from him and like building up his child. Right. And he's taking the best pieces. And like, I, I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to give my child the traumas that I've had, um, you know, the negative experiences that I've had. Like I want to give them the best of me. Right. And like help, help build them and, and shape them again, it, not to be like me, but to take the, the, the best parts of me, um, you know, and go out and do, do better than I, I could ever imagine. Yeah. I like that. When I was hearing you hearing you say all that, I start thinking, uh, you know, when you're when you're born, you you have a you always talk about like take the big picture, like look at the big picture. Like you're born, you have a full picture. You have the at least the opportunity to have a full picture, a big picture. And then as as you grow, you realize that that picture is more like a puzzle, right? If, if all the pieces are together, it still makes sense. But like you said, there's touch points in life where pieces of that puzzle are taken away, um, and and it's not so clear as to what that picture is anymore. And I think our job as fathers is to give them, uh, give them the resources and teach them the tools to put those pieces back, right. To mm -hmm. repair those pieces. And sometimes that's going to come from us, right. That's going to be a part of us that we give them that helps them put that piece back together that helps build them back up so that they have the ability to have this full picture of what life can be, as opposed to all these missing pieces. We're like, what the heck is that? Like, what? I can't figure mm -hmm. this thing out. So, yeah. And I'm then really, I'd say the, really the, the last piece too, is just like, you know, at, at the end of the day, and I think this is especially true with, uh, with girl dads is like, we want to love them. We want to nurture them. Um, you know, and just be all cuddly with them. Right. But at the end of the day, like they're going to leave the house, like they're going to leave the nest mm -hmm. <laughs> at some point. Right. And so like, we have to prepare them to be able to go make decisions for themselves, to be autonomous, to, to have the discernment, to know what's right and wrong. Um, you know, and, and not that like, if they call daddy won't be there cause we will. Um, but we don't want them to have to call dad. Right. Like I want right. to, I want to build them up and support them to a place where they can go out and they can be self-sufficient. Um, and that's a lot harder, I think, than it is with girls than it is with sons. Um, you know, with, with my son, it's like, that's just the, that's kind of just my perspective, right? It's like, Hey, he's going to leave the house when he's 18. Like I gotta make sure he's ready. Right. But like with girls, it's like, Oh, I don't know. Like I want to, I want to keep them cuddling and make sure, you know, that they're like, they're, they're you're great and supported and be all cuddly. But it's like, at the end of the day, like they're going to leave, they're going to leave the nest. And it's like, it's my job to make sure they're prepared to, when they get out there. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you know what the world is like, you know what the world is like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not like the, the safe, comfortable place your home is right. Even, even when they're still living with you, they leave the house every day and they go to school or they go exist in the world outside of your, the safety of your home. And mm-hmm. you have to kind of prepare them for it. You have to kind of make them aware to some degree of what the possibilities are or give them, like I say, the tools and the resources to navigate that effectively. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, second question, two part question. And you kind of already do this, right? You've got a podcast, you got social media, you got a company all geared towards fathers, but let's say you're going to, you're going to have an, an episode and we're going to get every single father on this episode. Like we're all going to listen to it. Uh, you've, you've got us, you got our attention. Um, what is, what is the title of that episode or what is it that you want us to know? Oh man. Um, I, I mean, probably would echo, um, the conversation we had earlier about not necessarily self-care, right. But, but you need to become the best version of yourself in order to become the best dad you can be. Um, so I think that that would be it, right. Is, is, you know, really pursuing personal excellence, like in everything you do is going to help you be, a, a a better person one, but then a better dad. Right. So that means that, that you've got to be taking care of yourself and filling your bucket, um, you know, to, to, to really be the best dad you can be like, there, there's this saying that we have inside the company, um, that there's this ratio, right. That, that a lot of dads get wrong and it is, Hey, I want to be a good dad. So I need to make sure that I'm there a hundred percent of the time. Right. Well, that's true. They may be there hundred percent of the time, but, but maybe, only 60% of their effort is put into it, right? Of like being a good dad. Um, and so I think it's much more effective and it's better for your family, honestly, if you reverse that uh, ratio as to where I may not be as physically present, you know, as 100% of the time, but when I am there, I am 100% intentional engaged with my family and I'm there to be dad. And so I think that that would probably be the, a two-parter, right? It's like, hey, you've got to become the best version of yourself in order to become the best dad you can be. And then, you know, you, you need to make sure that, that you're being as intentional as possible when you're, when you're there. Yeah, that's great. That's great, man. Be, be there a hundred percent, right? When you're there, even if it's 50% of the time, 40% of the time, you're a hundred percent invested. That is, that is mm-hmm. going to, that is going to, I'd rather have a hundred percent of you than 70% of you, no matter how much time it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. So that was a great episode, man. We all loved it. Uh, but unfortunately we're not listening anymore. Uh, we've moved on to, I don't know, Stephen A. Smith's podcast or, you know, something like that. (laughs) You know, the combine is going on. So we're listening to all the combine stuff. Uh, we're not listening to dad podcast anymore, but you still have three listeners and they are very important ones. Uh, so this next episode is going to be for your kids. What do you want them to know? Oh man. Um, what I want my kids to know um, is that they are they are heard, um, they're understood, and they're accepted by dad. Um, you know that the dad loves them, he supports them, um, he's always going to be in their corner, right? No matter what. Um, I think life life gets very challenging, right? And I think we can all attest to that as we get older, and we need somebody in our corner, right? And I think that um, that's what I want them to know is that dad's in their corner. Uh, he, he's rooting for him and uh, he's always gonna be proud of him. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm sure. I'm sure when they hear gonna that, make, episode, gonna make me tear up on the podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, man, look, sometimes, sometimes, you know, like, like when I ask those questions, 
I am asking because I want to hear and I want other fathers to hear, but then it forces you to think about it yourself. And it's like, uh, like taking a dose of your own medicine, you know, what mm -hmm. is it that you want fathers to know? You're a father. What do you want yourself to know? Right. Mm -hmm. What do you want your kids to know? It, it reaffirms in you, like, oh, am I doing that thing? Right. Am I understanding mm -hmm. it? Right. Are they heard? Like, is that really happening? You know, and, and it kind of, again, at the end of this thing, it's like, okay, shoot, now I got to go out there and, and live up to what I just said. Mm -hmm. um, and so I enjoy doing it for those couple of reasons, not to make anybody cry. You wouldn't be the first. Oh, that's right, way. man. I, 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 probably, I probably shed tears every single day, man, just thinking about being a dad, you know? So it's, it's funny how they do that to you, man. Like I never used to be like emotional in movies, but like if you, if there's a movie or a TV show and something like there's a proud dad moment, I'm like, Oh dude. Oh. Yeah, man. I, yeah. I, I, I'm like the biggest sissy ever now, man, when it comes to dad stuff. I mean, we'll be watching a commercial or something. Right. And like, like a dad does something nice. I'm sort of like balling in the corner, but I just need a minute guys. All right. I just need a minute. Yeah, right. Oh my gosh, man. Oh, my eyes are watering. I don't know what's going on. I think the allergies or something. They're like, dad, it's winter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This has been great, man. I, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're, I know you're busy uh, as we all are. Right. But, but taking the time to share, to share your journey, to to talk about some of the things that you're doing, to to open up your your platform and, and your fatherhood to to share with others, I, I think that's phenomenal. And I think what you're doing uh, with with the Epic Dad Company, with with the the podcast, with the social media is is phenomenal. And I think you are going to affect the culture in a way that is going to help us get back where we want to be. To stop circling the drain a little bit as a society and kind of climb back. Um, at least as fathers, at least as men kind of get back to what we, what we are kind of destined to be, uh, what yeah. we are, we're created to be. And so I, I appreciate it. And I thank you, man. Dude, thank you, Rob, for having me on, man. And that's where it starts, right? It starts uh, uh, as us as individuals, you know, is let's make ourselves the best possible human beings we can be. And then that's going to translate to the best fathers we can be, which is going to, that's going to have a positive impact on the culture, man. So, so I, I appreciate it. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're out there putting stuff out, um, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, consistently and, uh, you know, hopefully it resonates with you guys and you guys get some value from it. Uh, again, if you, if you never buy a supplement from us ever, like that's fine. Um, you know, that's not our, it's not our jobs just to sell you more supplements. Our, our job is to help change the culture, man. So, um, thank you for giving me the platform rod and, and let me come on here on the show and, and just really appreciate the work you're doing. Um, and, uh, appreciate it, man. For sure. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if, if the guys do want to get, get in touch with you, I know there's a, a guest <laughs> profile and that'll have you all your information, but, but for those that are listening, uh, they won't see that. So how would, how would guys get in touch with you? Yeah, man. So Instagram, um, is, is probably where I'm most active. The company's most active. So it's just the Epic dad co, uh, on Instagram. Uh, you'll see us. We're just a blue icon with our little mountain logo. Um, that's us. And, and, uh, she's a DM man. Um, it, it's just me and the company right now. So, Hopefully that'll change over the next year because I'm kind of getting <laughs> getting burnt out. Um, but if you choose a, a DM, it'll be me. I'll hop on. I, I respond to every single one, uh, and that's where we're most active. And, and you know, you can link to everything from there. All right, there it is, fellas. Make sure you go go follow. Uh, you know, if you guys work out, and, and I'm sure a lot of you do, because um, I see when you go to the gym, it's a bunch of dudes in there. Uh, so see so you guys <laughs> working out. Uh, you know, grab grab yourself some some pre. Um, and again, I've, I've, I've been taking it, uh, matter of fact, 
Oh, right, product shot. Right. There it is. Right. It's right there. <laughs> I've been taking it, and, and like I've, I'm a strength and conditioning coach, as you guys already know. I've been in, in the fitness industry for, I don't know, 17 years as a coach. And then obviously as an athlete, it's been like 30 years, 32 years, because I'm about to be 40 in, in a few days. Um, so I've taken a bunch of different pre-workouts over the course of my life. And uh, this is, a, like, a, like I told you, Drew, it's clean. I feel it. I'm not like itchy or feeling weird. Uh, it's just like, I, I know I, I finish and I know I can go. Right. And I'm yep. not worried about it. I'm not, I'm not thinking, Oh, I better hurry up and get this workout in. Cause I'm going to crash. And then like the clock is ticking, you know? Mm. Uh, <laughs> and then I don't, and, it, and then it does, it's not one of those things either where it's like, there's so much caffeine or so much stimulants where after I finish my workout, I'm like, Shh, like, Oh man, I got to yeah, figure out what to do. Yeah. I got to figure out what to do with myself. <laughs> Um, and so I, I really, I really enjoy it. Uh, it's great. The energy, the focus, all that stuff is there. And so, uh, thank you for what you're doing. Uh, I feel afterwards too, recovery wise, I feel I'm feeling good. Um, I've been hitting it pretty hard, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good after the workouts. And so things have, things have been going really well. So thank that's you. That's good man. to hear, man. Yeah. That's good yeah. To hear. We put a ton of effort into it. Um, you know, our, our, our logo kind of motto on it, right. Is train hard, dad harder. Like your workout shouldn't be life. Like your life should be family. And the workout should help fuel your dad life, right? So that, that's kind of yeah. our approach to say, you know, supplements that are going to help you go be active, um, you know, support yourself, right? So you can be the best version of yourself. But it's all designed with the end goal of you being the best dad you can be, man. Yep. It's, it's, it's doing a great job. It's doing its job. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Good, man. All right, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy your weekend. And I'm sure we'll be talking soon. We, we, we Absolutely, send brother. messages here and there. So uh, I look forward to Workout videos, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Have a great one. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Rod. Appreciate it, man. All right, brother. You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach on Instagram. Also follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on You Can Call Me Coach. Uh, go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it.